TXU Energy Free Pass is back and better than ever. Your seven highest usage days are free every month automatically. And now you get two extra free days every month all summer long. That's two days of guilt-free, ice-cold, 60-degree AC blasting grab-a-blanket I haven't left my house for days free pass. On top of your other seven days of free electricity, free pass only from TXU Energy. Tap the banner now to learn more. Glory to God. Hallelujah, y'all. Amen, amen, amen. My name is Kathy Brocks, and this is the LUTG Radio Show. Hallelujah. Jesus loves you, beloved, and so do I. I hope y'all can hear me out here. Amen, amen. Glory to God. All right, today um, we are actually going to talk about um, generational curses. And this, the title of this is The Holy Fire Burns Off Generational Curses. Holy Fire Burns Off Generational Curses. So let us begin first with, um, yeah, let us begin first with uh, a quick prayer. I apologize. Oh, hallelujah. Glory to God. Jesus loves you. Heavenly Father, we come to you, O Lord God, through the shed blood of your Son, Jesus Christ. Lord, for you alone are worthy of all the glory, the honor, the power, and the praise. For we know, O Lord God, that we can do nothing, that we can do nothing without you, O Lord God. And whatever we set our mind to, we can do because you give us the strength to. You are our source, and we thank you, Heavenly Father. Let everything that has breath give pray has breath give God praise. Say hallelujah. Hallelujah. Holy, holy, holy is the Lamb of God. Hallelujah. Lord, for thou art worthy. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Heavenly Father. Thank you, Lord God Almighty. Lord, for you art worthy. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Holy, holy, holy to the Lamb of God. Lord, we just thank you. Speak through me, oh, today, Lord God. I thank you, Lord God, that... Hallelujah. I thank you, Lord God. Just I thank you, Lord God, that your word opens up um, to the people that are listening. Amen. That they hear this word even at a later time. Amen. All right, y'all. So uh, let's go ahead and get started. So I'm actually in the book of, I'm in the book of Malachi. I'm in the book of Malachi chapters 3 through 4. So you want to pull both of those up. Malachi chapters 3 through 4, if you would, please. Amen. And again, you can use the Bible Gateway app. That's the one I'm using. And I'm using the uh, King James Version. And I do have one or two that is the Amplified Version. Uh, but I'll let you know when that is. All right. All right. All right. So one of the things uh, I wanted you to understand and to know uh, about holy fire burning off generational curses is that often people you hear the phrase, um, you hear stories about uh, witches being burned and about how fire people would tell you a fire will burn up generational curses. Yes, fire will, but not like earthly fire that fire tissue you use to cook a, a burger or something 
No, the, the, it actually refers to holy fire, but sometimes people take it out of context or they just don't have the revelation. And so, uh, and sometimes they don't believe God. And uh, they believe that uh, if you are a goody two-shoe, you tie your shoes every day, and you, you're kind to your parents that you can't go to hell. Well, God says, yes, you can. And so about you know, hundreds of years ago, people would burn women or men who demonstrated supernatural powers in relation to witchcraft. Or if they dressed a certain way, if they act a certain way, if they were different from the community at large, and they would be considered witches. Or um, some of them, um, they just opposed, they had, they, they felt like women should have the right to vote. And women should have the right to own property. And so they would get accused of things, you know, that wasn't just. Or if somebody was committing adultery, then somebody would spread a rumor that she was a witch. And that she seduced her another woman's husband. Therefore, she must be a witch. And so they were wrong. They were wrong. The idea was correct in that, but the method of implementing the cleansing of the soul was 100% wrong. They killed the person, sending them to hell in their minds, and some of them into hell for real because they weren't saved. And they were depriving them from the opportunity for salvation through being able to live their lives and allowing God to have an encounter with them. And so when you take somebody out, when you kill somebody before they have a time to have an encounter with God, then you are depriving them and you are in danger of going to hell yourself because you took judgment on them. You judged them and that wasn't your place because you're not God. We can't judge people. We can, we can discern things for our situations, but we cannot give final judgments upon people because we didn't make them. Now, some of y'all are like, well, what about judges when they sentence people to death? It's written in the law and the law and the law of the land says that in some states that is still allowable. But God says, no, you didn't make it. You don't get to take it. And so oftentimes people would be dealing with generational curses. And, you know, and even in present day, the same thing is still prevalent. Uh, dads go to, for example, dads go to um, horse races or you know, and the sons and daughters have trouble with gambling. And they'll gamble on anything and everything. Sometimes you have mothers that smoke and then the kids grow up to smoke because they didn't see her smoking. It seemed kind of cool because she seemed kind of cool with her friends. And they, they took one smile at that and thought, I'll do like mom do. And once you open the door even a little bit, that's enough for the devil to come in and go, I'm planting roots in you for that same thing. I'm going to kill you prematurely with cancer and lung cancer and anything. Age spots. You have age spots at the age of 30. You'll be balding by you 20. Because you, you're robbing your blood of circulation by smoking cigarettes. You're doing this. You're doing that. You know, you're, you're gambling. I'm a, you know, they, you'll do things like you'll spend your rent money on gambling. On something that you, you don't, it has no sure thing of winning. It's just a chance or possibility and you get addicted to the rush 
of the possibility of winning, which is why people will stand in line for hours on end to place their numbers in a billion dollar lottery. It's a billion dollar lottery, but it's one in 300 million that could win. So it's only maybe like three and a half of you that actually may have the number. And depends on which one plays the number and which order it falls in that you may win. And so it's an addiction. You fall in, you you get a you get accustomed to the rush of the addiction, the adrenaline of that rush and it makes it it makes you want it more and more and more it's no different than uh running a marathon and your children following after you not because it's something that they love but because they want your attention because during the time that you were doing that you were too busy to spend time with them you were too busy at work working 70 hours a day and so they figure i'll become a lawyer and then he'll pay attention to me but you don't have time for him now. You don't have time for your mom. You know, it could be your mom that your mom was that surgeon that worked 100 hours a week. Working 100 hours a week, you spend more time at the hospital than you do with your family. And so the only way that your kids can connect with you is if they work in the same place as you. They become a doctor. They work in the hospital and they figure now I'll get their attention. But no. It even gets to the point where you you eat bad foods and you get high blood pressure and you pass that on to your kids. You and when you get it, you start saying things like, You better be careful, don't eat that, you're gonna get high blood pressure. You're gonna get diabetes. And then they start saying, Well, it's worth getting diabetes. This tastes so good. No. See, the words you say manifest in your life. And the words that you say to your children manifest in your life. It's an open door to the enemy to go, bam, I believe I'm going to take that one right there. He's skinny now, but I'm going to make him fat and chunky. It's going to make he, he going to hurt when he walk because I'm going to make sure he got so much salt in him and so much sugar in him. I'm going to make sure he can't even see. He won't be able to see his path to victory. Those are generational curses. Those are generational curses. We do it. People do it so often they don't even realize what they're doing. In the book of Matthew six thirteen, it talks about. It tells us that uh, the Father Jesus tells us to pray to the Father to uh, ask Him to deliver us from evil. Well, that's a real thing. That's a real thing. It says in Matthew 6, 13, it says, And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from, from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. He said, Lord, you have the power to deliver me from this evil. And he's saying, in the name of Jesus, deliver me. And Jesus even says, ask him in my name and he'll give it to you. He'll give you deliverance. Ask him. Ask him, be bold enough to ask God for deliverance. Ask the Father, Jehovah, the Lord God I am, Adonai, Almighty. His name is power. He said, ask him in my name because Jesus' name is power. Jesus' name is the key that turns the lock in the heart of the Father. 
Jesus' name is the key that turns the lock in the heart of the Father to grant you favor whenever you ask for something. Whenever you ask for something. You say it, you ask in the Father's name, and you'll get it. And this is why God, Jesus says, ask the Father to deliver you from all evil. God refers, God, God refers to Jesus as refiner's fire and strong soap, as a fuller soap. And he does this in a book of Malachi, chapter 3, verses 1 through 2. It says, and see, Jesus, when we ask the Father to deliver us, and especially when, when we're not saved, he sends us a savior. He sent us a savior. And he said, even now, and when he walked upon the earth, he said, he says, ask him and he will. Meaning what he's going to do is he's going to use the power that Jesus restored back with his blood to deliver you. But here it goes. It gives you this and Malachi tells you in simpler terms. It says, behold, I will send my messenger. And he shall prepare the way before me. And the Lord whom ye seek shall suddenly come to his temple. We are his temple. Even the messenger of the covenant whom ye delight in, behold, he shall come, saith the Lord of hosts. But who may abide the day of his coming? And who shall stand when he appeareth? For he is like a refiner's fire and like fuller's soap. That is strong soap. He's saying he's going to, his blood is going to wash you clean. He is so holy. He has no sin in him. He was born without sin. He is so holy that if you even touch something that was on him, you will be healed. Remember the lady that with the issue of blood, she was crawling on the ground and she was crawling through the crowd trying to reach Jesus. And she said to herself, and she would just touch but the hem of her garment, she would be healed. She'd be made whole. So true. She touched the hem of his garment. And he says, who took power from me? He was saying, who dared believe that they could touch my garments and be healed? For him, that was an operation of the supernatural because even though her hand touched his garment, her heart and her mind, her soul, mind, will, emotions, imaginations, and consciousness was in heaven. She went to the heart of God by way of Jesus. When she said, who poured power out of me, when he said, who poured power out of me, he was saying, who just touched the father? Who touched the father? You went through me and you touched the father. He was saying that there is great wisdom. Who did that? Because you didn't do that on your own. That was the father instructing you. That was the Lord that instructed you to touch me. That was the Lord that gave you that strength to believe. He gave you hope to believe. That was God the Father instructing you. 
Jesus was marveled. He wasn't angry. He was marveled. So it goes on further to say when Jesus, Jesus is talking about what he offers and what he does and how he how he offers uh, the thing that you can get that will so that your soul would be like his soul. And this is in verse three. He's saying that you can be redeemed. This lady was redeemed. The lady that touched the, touched the hem of his garment. She believed before she received, like it says in Mark eleven twenty three through 24. When you pray, before you pray, believe that you receive the thing before you pray and ye shall have it. She did Mark eleven twenty through to 24 before it was written because the father had already come unto her and caused her to believe, to do a thing that was against the law. She was bleeding and in public that was against the law. Verse three says, and he shall sit as a refiner and purifier of silver, and he shall purify the sons of Levi and purge them as gold and silver that they may offer unto the Lord an offering in righteousness. Then shall the offering of Judah and Jerusalem be pleasant unto the Lord as in the days of old. And as in former years, and I will come near to you to judgment and I will be a swift witness against the sorcerers and against the adulterers and against false swearers and against those that, that oppress the hireling in his wages, the widow and the fatherless and that turn aside the stranger from his right and fear not me, saith the Lord of hosts. The blood of Jesus. He's saying, I'm going to redeem the whole world. You've been wrong. I'm going to right that wrong. Somebody told you that you couldn't get saved unless you got, unless you got, uh, snipped. <laughs> Unless you cast snip. He says, oh no, that is not true. I come to bring the truth. He's like, only believe. Only believe. Only believe. Only believe. That was the requirement for salvation. Only believe. For whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. Romans 10, 13. Jesus was speaking and acting out Romans 10, 13. Long before it was written in the New Testament because it was already written. He says, for I am the Lord, I change not. Therefore, ye sons of Jacob are not consumed. He was saying right there, yo, I want y'all to have a character like me. I want you to have the character like me. I want your word to be honorable. I want you to have a mirror image as far as your character is concerned. When you conduct yourself so that we 
may be made trustworthy before the father. Like a dad, Jesus tells us in the ways that we went wrong and the errors. Because those those choices, those bad choices opens up doors to generational curses. And those generational curses would set up a home in your mind. Will set up a home in your mind and in your heart. And it comes out of your mouth. And you definitely don't want that. You don't want that. Not at all. And so when we when we keep on looking at verse seven, it says, even from the days of our fathers, ye are gone away from mine ordinances. I have not kept them. Return unto me and I will return unto you, saith the Lord of hosts. But ye said, wherein shall we return? Will a man rob God? Yet ye have robbed me. But ye say, wherein have ye robbed thee? Wherein have we robbed thee? And the reply is, in tithes and offerings. And oftentimes on verse, and oftentimes you hear people, uh, you hear pastors talk about that, and they only use that verse. But Jesus is saying, don't only use that verse, because he's saying, when you, he's saying that the tithe and the offerings is only the second part. But the first part is your character, your soul. It says, ye are cursed with a curse, for ye have robbed me, even this whole nation. And so God wants you to have his character. And having his character, you want to be a blessing. You want to be a blessing because when you give a portion, when a person is able to share a, a portion of his stuff, it is a sign of trust and love. When a man puts another person before himself, it is honor and respect. We often see this in, fa- in families where the husband will work tirelessly for his wife or the wife will work, wife will work tirelessly for her family. But I'm, re- I'm referring to the headship now, so we're going to use husband. And he's doing this for his wife and for his children to make sure, and even oftentimes for his parents, to make sure that everybody has a home and provisions, a place, to, a safe place to lay their head, food to eat, and water to drink. And it is the nature of man to cover. It is a calling that is deep in a man. He gets it. He gets that desire from God, the father. He is the father of Jesus. And we are made in the image of God. This is a love that is unshakable. This is why God wants us to share the demonic generational curses that moves you away from your blessed places. And so when we read in verses uh, 10 through 12, when we read in verses uh, 10 through 12, it says, Bring ye all the tithes into the storehouse, that there may be meat in mine house, and prove me now herewith, saith the Lord of hosts. It, if I will not open you the windows of heaven and pour out a blessing 
that there shall not be room enough to receive it. And I will rebuke the devourer for your sakes. And he shall not destroy the fruits of your ground, neither shall your vine cast her fruit um, before the time in the field, saith the Lord of hosts, meaning you ain't going to die early. And all nations shall call you blessed, for ye shall be a delightsome land, saith the Lord of hosts. He's calling us a land. He's calling because we are the salt of the earth. We are the land. We are the temple. We are the house. And God wants his house to be blessed. He wants you to be blessed. And oftentimes people, when they read that scripture, they only think of it in in reference to money and giving of tithes and offerings and seeds and alms. And so sometimes people get, uh, get upset because they feel as though that they're only wanted in the church for their, for their money on their large ties. And so, um, sometimes it gets twisted because all they ever hear is the plate, the plate being passed around, but the plate is being passed around so many times because people are not confessing what God is saying. Instead, they're calling the church poor, good for nothing. The pastors are crook. And so when they say those things, they close, they're closing the doors to the blessing that God has put over that particular church. So I would, if I was you and I didn't want to tithe, I would call the church rich. And the reason why I would call the church rich and blessed and highly favored is because God will make sure that the doors to poverty will be closed and the doors to provision and blessings would be open so that the plate would only go around one time to collect the the tithes, the 10% and the offerings, the tithe and the offerings. It don't need to go around for grandma need a new hip and grandpa pa just passed away. We got to pay for his funeral because the family ain't got no money. See, the church is the people. The people are the church. And when you call the church poor and good for nothing, crooks and robbers, you're not talking about the pastor only. You're talking about the people sitting on the pews next to you, in the chair next to you, in front of you and behind you. You are not just cursing yourself because you're there sitting in the church as well. You're cursing yourself. You're cursing your neighbors. You're cursing your kids, your grandkids, your great grandkids, your great, great, great grandkids. You're cursing everybody. And that there in itself is a generational curse. And Jesus says, if you will pray the father in my name, he will deliver you. You will be delivered. In love, we watch our words. So as not to offend or hurt those we love. You do it with your mom, your wife, your husband, your children, your friends. You watch your words because you want them to achieve greatness. Jesus wants us to fulfill the books that he wrote for each one of us in heaven. You can obtain that through forgiveness of sins. We can see that when we look at verse 13. Through 18, it says, Your words have been stout against me, saith the Lord. 
yet ye say, what have we spoken so much against thee? Ye have said it is vain to serve God. And what profit is it that we have kept this ordinance and that we have walked mournfully before the Lord of hosts? And now we call the proud happy, yea, they that work wickedness are set up, yea, they that tempt God are even delivered. Mm. Then they that fear, pardon me, then they that fear the Lord spake often one to another, and the Lord hearkened and heard it. And a book of remembrance was written before him for them that feared the Lord and that thought upon his name. And they shall be mine, saith the Lord of hosts. In that day, when I make up my jewels, I will spare them as a man spareth his own son that serveth him. Then shall ye return and discern between the righteous and the wicked, between the between him that serveth God and him that serveth not. So the Lord is telling you, honor me with your words. When you talk to me, talk to me like I am the holy fire, the heavenly father, the father of Jesus, because that's what I am. Talk to me, even if you if you. This is why he asked you to obey your parents, because when you when you talk unjustly to your parents, you talk unjustly to the Lord. So he said, if you could honor and you can give the gift of honoring to your parents. Who are but sinners. Redeemed sinners, hopefully. But he said, if you being wicked can give a good gift. How much more can I? He says, if you will honor them as I have told you, and you'll find that in the book of Proverbs, if you will honor them as I have told you, then it'll make it a whole lot easier for you to honor me. Because when you honor me, that is an acknowledgement in your heart and in your mind that you need me and that we are one. God wants to be one with you. He wants to be one with you. And the reason why he wants to be one with you is he wants to make his home in you. And those whom he makes his home in are blessed and they get delivered from sin. And chapter four of Malachi, it talks about the sinner will die at the hand of the Lord. And that the righteous will walk on their ashes in the dirt it talks about that. Now, most people confuse Malachi chapter four with people going around killing other people. Oftentimes you'll see it in the, in, uh, with the BLM and the ALM protests, all black, black lives matter, all lives matter. So black people and white people that are uh, upset by these police officers, white police officers and those in authority, putting their knees on the necks of people of black men and killing them. They've been doing that for years, for centuries. I have pictures of them doing it to a woman, two officers standing on the neck of a woman to kill her. What reason? They don't know. This is back in the 50s, I believe it was. 
But oftentimes white folks, because they learned it, it's a generational curse. They learned it. They will think that they are the police of the universe and they will go out and start killing people. And they've been told from since they were growing up that black people are bad. When you talk to people that are not awake, they will tell you from country to country that black people are bad, especially the older ones. And they're trying to instill it even in the younger ones now. But luckily, some of the sons and the daughters of those that are 80 and 90 and 60 years old, they believe God. They did not believe that lie that was being told to them. So some of them and quite a few of them got delivered. So you'll see some white arms up holding up the Black Lives Matter fist, holding up the Black Power fist, saying Black Lives Matter. Because they know that Black Lives Matter because if you don't care about one life, you won't care about the other life. And Malachi says, for behold, the day cometh. That shall burn as an oven, and all the proud, yea, all that do wickedly shall be stubble, and the day that cometh shall burn them up, saith the Lord of hosts, that it shall leave them neither root nor branch. But unto you that fear my name shall the son of righteousness, S-U-N, arise with healing in his wings, and ye shall go forth and grow up as calves of the stall. And ye, and ye shall tread down the wicked, they, for they shall be ashes under the soles of your feet in the day that I shall do this, saith the Lord of hosts. Remember ye the law of Moses, my servant, which I commanded him unto him and Horeb for all Israel with the statutes and judgments. Behold, I will send Elijah the prophet before the coming of the great and dreadful day of the Lord, and he shall turn the heart of the fathers to the children and the heart of the children to their fathers, lest I come and smite the earth with a curse. Coronavirus. The blood of Jesus is more than enough. Revelations chapters 14 verse 18 and says, And another angel came out from the altar which had power over fire and cried with a loud voice to him that had the sharp sickle saying, Thrust in thy sharp sickle and gather the clusters of the vine of the earth for her grapes are fully ripe. That means they are killing sinners. They are killing those that are continually in sin, the unjust, unrighteous, who have denied God repeatedly and said that God doesn't exist. They don't need God and they can live fine without God and they will live forever without God. Hell doesn't exist. They were wrong. This proves they were wrong. And oh boy, they're going to wish that they had believed God.
God wants the best for you and he wants you to be blessed. He wants you to be saved. He wants you to not experience the sickle. He wants you to know that he loves you. He loves you 100%. And he wants you to come to him. He is the light and he makes us the light of the earth. And he wants us to be the salt and to be and to present the message of the good news. Go ye into all the world. And John 3, 16 through um, 21, it says, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish but have everlasting life. For God sent not his son into the world to condemn the world, but that the world through him might be saved. He that believeth on him is not condemned, but he that believeth not is condemned already because he hath not believed in the name of the only begotten son of God. And this is the condemnation that light is coming, that light is coming to the world and men love of darkness rather than light because their deeds were evil. Jesus is the light and he has what he has. He gives to us. For everyone that doeth evil hateth the light, neither cometh to the light, lest his deeds should be reproved. But he that doeth truth cometh to the light, that his deeds may be made manifest, that they are wrought in God. Amen. We, you come to the light when your deeds are right in God. That's what that means. When you do it right, you step up. You come to God freely. Your head ain't hanging down. Here's a prime example. Something happens at the house. Something get broke. Mom and daddy come in. They go, hey, who broke this? Well, the ones that didn't do it. Hey, mommy. Hey, daddy. Come up and hug you. The one that did do it is in his room. Got his headphones on. Ain't even playing no music. But he can't hit him. He hit him, but he act like he don't hear him. Or another example, you leave home because you know what happened. You know you did it. You go hang out with your friends until bedtime so late you miss dinner because you don't want to hear what they got to say. You trying to figure out how you're going to pay for what you broke. And they like, we don't even want you to pay for it. We just want you to acknowledge what you did and whatever you were doing that broke it. We want you to not do that no more. And what were you doing? Flipping in the house. Running through the house. You can run outside. You can flip outside. You got a backyard. You got the ground outside. You got the grass outside. You wrestling. Wrestling your brothers on the floor. Wrestling your friends. That's what the basement is for. That's what the front yard, the grass is for. What the school and gym is for. You're doing everything that your parents told you not to do. You messing up your house. But when you go to somebody else's house... They house don't get messed up, but you let other people mess up your house and your parents are like, why is it you let people trample all over your stuff? And so they're trying to train you up now to not be a doormat because what you let people do in the small, they'll do in the greater and what you allow in the small, you will allow in the greater. So in one moment, you're listening to the devil. He's saying, oh, yeah, say this. Oh, yeah, say that. Oh, yeah, do this. This will make her feel good. This will. Then it'll make you feel good. Yeah, yeah. Before you know it, you lead in the devil. He ain't even got to do nothing. He just sitting back. 
Before you know it, you got five different babies by five different women. You don't know who they sleeping with because they sleeping with 10 other people. Now, she got like seven kids, but she done slept with like 50 people. Now, everybody she done slept with, you done slept with. And everybody your other women slept with, they done, you done slept with them. And it's all mingled up. And God is saying, you are not a whore. I didn't make you to be a whore. I made you to be a man. I made you to be a covering. I made you to be a woman of God. I made you to be a mate. I made you to be blessed. I made you to be highly favored. I ain't make a hoe. I redeem whores, but I ain't make you a hoe. And some of y'all think, well, she just get no prostitutes. Nah, the prostitutes, no. Because no woman that ever grew up says, I want to be a prostitute. If you ever hear that come out of a woman's mouth, it's because she lacks love. She's looking for love. And when she didn't find it properly at home, she went and found it in the streets or temporary love. Which is why she clings so tight to those pimps. But when her eyes are open, when she gets woke, when her eyes are open to the love of Jesus Christ, it becomes easier, easier for her to leave that life and to leave that pimp. Because God said, I will deliver you from all evil. He says, I will deliver you from evil. I dare you to ask me. I dare you to ask me to deliver you from evil because I will do it. God is telling you he will do it right away. He ain't got no shame. He ain't afraid of no pimp and no devil. He's like, what you want? I want you to be saved. What do you want? God is ready. He ain't playing. God is ready and he ain't playing with you. He's like, if you want to get saved, I'm going to save you right now. You want to be delivered? I'm going to do it right now. He's like, you bold enough to take it? You bold enough to be blessed? Who's bold enough to be blessed? Because God is saying, I got salvation and I got it for you right now. You bold enough to be blessed? Then let's do this thing. Let's get saved right now. Right now. Repeat this prayer after me. Lord Jesus, I ask you to forgive me of all my sins. I confess my sins before you this day. I give up my past life with Satan and close every door to all Satan's devices. I confess Jesus as the Lord of my life. Thank you for saving me and for bringing me back to where I once was. From this day forward, Lord Jesus, I will be sensitive to how you feel. I won't hurt you. I will obey you, Lord Jesus. I ask you to present me to Jehovah in your name. Lord Jesus, I believe with my heart, I confess with my mouth that you rose from the dead, that I am saved 100%. I receive you today wholeheartedly, 100%. Make me a light in a dark place. And from this day forward, I will leave this place and share you with everyone I meet and everyone I know. It's commitment, Jesus. I will get this world for you. I pray this prayer to the Father in the name of Jesus. I receive the baptism of the Holy Spirit in the name of Jesus with the evidence of speaking in tongues 
for the edifying of the body of Christ Jesus by the will of Jehovah God. Amen. Amen. Jesus loves you, beloved, and so do I. Congratulations. You just got saved. Amen. God is 100% into you, beloved. Read your Bible starting off with the book of John chapter one. Uh, Don't miss. Amen. I want you to read the whole Bible. I'm just telling you to do that uh, to get yourself started. Uh, get yourself the Bible Gateway app or the Version app, and they have like a reading plan that gives you like a certain number of chapters to read every day. That way you can finish the whole Bible in a year or less. Um, let me know that you got saved. You can put it on the chat. You can uh, send me an email through uh, the website, lutgradio.com. Just uh, click on the chat or the contact. Uh, I definitely want to know whether or not you got saved because, you know, I want to celebrate with you. Amen. Glory to God. And uh, I pray to God, I pray God that you will send them to a Bible based church so that they can grow more in you. Amen. And uh, learn more about their identity in you, O Lord God. In the name of Jesus, I thank you, Father. You're listening to LUTG Radio's WKKP Digital Broadcasting. My name is Kathy Brox, and this is the LUTG Radio Show. Amen. Holy fire burns generational curses. Glory to God. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Give God praise. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord, for this show. Lord God, you are worthy. Thank you, Lord. You are delivered. There is nothing too hard for God. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. TXU Energy Free Pass is back and better than ever. Your seven highest usage days are free every month automatically. And now you get two extra free days every month all summer long. That's two days of guilt-free, ice-cold, 60-degree AC blasting, grab a blanket, I haven't left my house for days, free pass. On top of your other seven days of free electricity, free pass. Only from TXU Energy. Tap the banner now to learn more. TXU Energy Free Pass is back and better than ever. Your seven highest usage days are free every month automatically. And now you get two extra free days every month all summer long. That's two days of guilt-free, ice-cold, 60-degree AC blasting, grab a blanket, I haven't left my house for days, free pass. On top of your other seven days of free electricity, free pass only from TXU Energy. Tap the banner now to learn more.